Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our call each day is to open the Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the One-Year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is May 13th, and our reading comes from John chapter 7. We're going to begin in verse 37. Here's what it says. On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said living water, Jesus was speaking of the Spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered his glory. So when Jesus, after the death and resurrection of Christ, the blood of Jesus has washed away our sin. And after he ascended to heaven, he sent the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit descends upon the church. And now when a person places their faith and trust in Christ, their sin is forgiven, the Spirit of God comes to live inside of them. But in this passage, Jesus says, if any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. So the question is, are you thirsty? Have you ever heard the saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink? Well, that's not exactly true. There are some things that produce thirst in our life. Let me give you a handful of them. First of all, fasting creates thirst or hunger. You know, one of the spiritual disciplines that we've talked about and we try to practice regularly as a church is the discipline of fasting. It's saying no to our flesh in order to experience again our hunger, our longing, our appetite, and then to redirect it away from food and to Jesus. In American culture, so many times we're so full, we're so satisfied, we're so prosperous and comfort that we've lost our desperation for God. And fasting creates some desperation. It creates some thirst. And Jesus says, if you're thirsty, come and drink. One of the experiences that happens when we fast is that we don't spend that fasting period starving. We spend that fasting period feeling full of the Spirit and the presence of God that is alive in us and at work in us. So fasting can create thirst. Here's another thing that creates thirst, salt. And in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus said about us, we are the salt of the earth. And one of the things that our lives should do is create a thirst in the lives of people around us for God. And so when we are with Jesus and we're becoming like Jesus, then people in relationship with us should be hungry for a life like ours. Now, when I say a life like ours, what do I mean? Well, what I don't mean is a life of riches, fame, and power. No, what I mean is they should want a life of love, 
joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control, the fruit of the Spirit, the things that power and money and fame cannot buy. So when we are with Jesus and Jesus is producing his life, his nature, his character, the fruit of the Spirit in us, then our life becomes salty. Our life produces thirst in the lives of people that we're rubbing shoulders with, that we're doing life with. They are thirsty for that kind of life. I mean, just think about our world right now. Our world is most people are desperate to be loved. They live their life in shame. Nobody really knows them. And if they don't know them, they can't love them. Very few people can say, my life is full of joy. Most people are angry and and mad. Very few people can say, my life is characterized by peace. Most people are stressed out. They're not peaceful. Very few people can describe their life as patient, right? We are anxious and always in a hurry and always busy, always feeling overwhelmed. There's never enough hours in the day. So the point is, as we're with Jesus and he's producing his life and character in us, as he's growing the fruit of the Spirit in us, people in our world look and see and experience that. We were created for this, and so everybody is thirsty for it. Here's a third thing that produces thirst, and that's our suffering. So the Jewish people were thirsty. Because for 400 years, they've not heard from God. And now Jesus shows up and he's teaching and nobody's ever taught like that. He's doing miracles. In fact, early in this passage, the people say, isn't this the Messiah? I mean, would we expect the Messiah to do more miracles than this guy has done? So all of a sudden, they feel like, I'm hearing a word from God, and I'm seeing the power of God, and they've been living in Roman oppression. They have no rights and no freedoms, and all of a sudden, they are thirsty for God to do something new in their life. The problem is here in American culture, most of us have been so prosperous and safe and comfortable that we've lost our thirst. And again, what Jesus says is, if any man thirst, let him come unto me. And one of the great values of suffering is that it produces thirst in our life. I could spend a couple of hours giving you example after example after example from my own life where my struggles, my trials, my difficulty, my challenges have produced a sense of desperation. They produced a sense of thirst, a hunger, a longing, an appetite for the person and the presence and the power and the wisdom of God in my life. How about you? We all, when we go through difficult times, I think one of the things we begin to understand as we mature in our faith is that they are actually a gift to us because they shake us out of our spiritual complacency. They expose our idolatry and they push us back into Jesus. So I want to just encourage you, if you're not thirsty, maybe today you'd say, boy, I'm thirsty. And that's why you're listening to the podcast. I mean, most of you probably are thirsty. But if you're listening today and you are struggling with spiritual apathy and you say, gosh, I just, I don't have a passion. I don't have a thirst to be with Jesus. Well, you might want to incorporate fasting into your life. I think that would be, that would be good. You might want to find someone who is spiritually further along, who's living in a way that 
really inspires and encourages and challenges you, that could create some thirst in your life. And if you have the courage, ask God, God, do whatever you have to do to stir up within me a thirst, because the truth is, anything that's robbing me of that thirst, that hunger for you, nothing is as valuable as you. So anything that's robbing me of that thirst, if you take it away, God, I'll have something better. What I'll have is you. And that's what Jesus is describing here. He's describing the work of the Spirit in you. So are you thirsty? Man, let me pray for you. Father, we thank you for this encouraging word. Jesus just said, when we're thirsty, you invite us to come and to drink. You've promised to become a river. I love that. A river, not a fountain, not a stream, not a brook. You said, I will become a river of living water flowing out of our heart. God, that's what we long for. So Lord, increase our appetite, our hunger, our desperation, our thirst for you. But God, if that means we need to fast, if that means we need to, to take a step of faith, if that means we need to start making a sacrifice, if that means we need to identify somebody that's further along in the journey, God, I pray that you do whatever you have to do to increase our thirst. And then, Lord, you would satisfy us with your river of delight. Satisfy us by your Spirit. Thank you for the work that you're about to do in our lives. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Well, thanks again for being with me today, man. I hope you have a great day. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.